Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Um, yeah, so now the new mantra is stop Asian hate. Yeah, stop it. Stop Asian hate. Stop all the hate, really. I mean, and I don't know. Now we're going to start seeing some more. We're going to invest $100 million in eradicating hate. Okay, we should be doing that anyway. You know, we should just be better to each other. And I'm not trying to diminish it at all. It's awful. It's awful when people get mistreated on the basis of race. And I'm still not clear if this was a race-based thing. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. You never really know until you get to read the police report and hear the investigation. So we may never know. But I know what it looks like. And that's horrible. It is horrible. But um, you don't want to lose the the real message because all of a sudden everybody's got these nice hashtag banners of stop Asian hate. But also beyond that is we need better, um, excuse me, regulations with gun control, period, period. We need some gun control. I don't think anybody is saying, Hey, don't ever have a gun. This is America. Whoever's coming to Jack you has a gun. So if you want to protect yourself, I get that. But some of this stuff, you know, we need background checks. We need all kinds of stuff. And uh, that gun lobby money has spread far and wide to your favorite Republicans and Democrats, both of them. So, you know, it's it's scary. It really is scary. And we have to figure out as communities how to make guns stop being the option that you turn to when you want to, you know, flex, basically. For protection, I understand. But to have an AK just to you know, spray other people with it is, I don't understand that. And there's no need to ever have that. Um, You're not hunting with that. You're hunting humans with that. You know, maybe we're in some sort of weird movie plot that none of us have really figured out. We're just an experiment. Let's see how far we can push them. So anyway, I'm all for stopping Asian hate, but also don't let that keep you from the focus of the fact that we need to look at these gun laws and how easy it is to get a gun and how cavalier people are about owning guns. You know, the the sheer number of little kids shooting each other, shooting their parents, accidentally shooting. It just, if you're going to have the gun, lock the shit up. And I heard gunshots last night. And... They didn't waste bullets. I don't I didn't check the news, but uh, they didn't just start, you know, having these bizarre gunfights like it was last year, you know, and I'm I'm ready to be done with random gunfire, period. But at least don't make it like the OK Corral where you just pow, 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 pow. I mean, like that is unsettling. Um, All of it is, but really, you know, wasting bullets and not being able to shoot, you're obviously going to kill whoever you weren't, you were going to, you're going to, there's going to be collateral damage, basically. You're going to kill a whole bunch of people, not just the person you were aiming at. So I don't know. I'm just over it. I'm over all these hashtags. I'm over all these people telling us, you know, what they're going to do to, we're going to fight hate. You should be fighting it all along. It's been a problem. Hate's been here. You know, stop. Uh, one thing I'd like to see end because, you know, we have Black History Month and then everybody sends you all these emails, 
our company's devoted to black history. And then they send you, you know, on Dr. King's birthday, we get Dr. King email. All these people love black people. All these, you know, you see it everywhere on Twitter. Everybody's posting all this stuff. I saw someone who I don't think has a great reputation with women uh, talking about how great International Women's Day is. Okay, it's easy to do that. It's easy to do all of that. What's hard is to actually be good to people, to actually be generous, to actually stop doing hateful things. For instance, you know, with all the black history stuff, I live in a predominantly black neighborhood, yet I know this neighborhood was redlined. And you know how hard it is to resuscitate a a redlined neighborhood, especially in a city that just doesn't seem to be that into, you know, development for everybody. I mean, this is a tale of two cities for real, north and south. And if you live north, chances are your property value is much lower than than your your counterpart on the south side. Um, and for instance, in this zip code, this zip code that I live in is predominantly low income. And I get a lot of stuff in the mail that's like, what is this? It's completely predatory lending. And they completely believe that, you know, just because you live over here, you must not know anything about money. So I'm going to exploit that. Payday loans, uh, all kinds of terrible offers in the mail with these sky high interest rates. And it's exploitative. And it keeps you chained to to this neighborhood. Also, what keeps you chained is your parents bought a house and instead of our houses going up in value by hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, it 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 didn't gain. Of course, it is more than it was in 1969 when my parents bought the house, but it's not, you know, three and four hundred thousand dollars like some of my friends houses. You know, it's it, it may be quadrupled in value, but, you know, it's still under one hundred thousand dollars. And if wealth is and if you build wealth in America through real estate, that's why a lot of middle class black people didn't become wealthy. They still had to pay for their own college and they still had to figure out how to make ends meet. And they still had to hustle and they still had to do this and that, you know, because it's designed to not make everybody wealthy. You just have to be really, really good with money. And I come from, you know a family that grew up believing that a lot of people who were white were wealthy. If you were white, you just understood money and you were wealthy. And we all know that's not true now. There are poor white people in America, a lot of them. You just don't see them on TV. (laughs) You you never hear about them. They're like hidden in an attic somewhere in America's psyche, but they're out there. And if we were to all unite and deal with each other based on class instead of race, That's why anybody who's in charge of anything makes a point to be like, oh, no, no, it's all about race. It's all about Asian hate, not all these guns. Asian hate. Go with it. (laughs) It's like, dude, there's always been hostility amongst the races, Asians and blacks. You know, I I know that was a big deal in New York. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a big deal here. Because I I think the one thing that always, I don't know, I don't really want to get into that because I don't really have a a large idea of 
or repertoire or experience with Asian hate. I the Asians I've known have been really cool, uh, but they were also going to a very expensive university. So I'm thinking that experience was very different than, um, you know, what I guess they're assuming these people are like sex workers. I don't know. I just can't, I almost can't stand the media sometimes. It's like, what what are we talking about? And for somebody like me, who I have, I mean, I just don't have time to really do investigative research on all these things. You know, so I don't read every article that comes out. And anyway, stop Asian hate is a good idea. But don't lose the real issue with guns because someone injected race in all of this. You know what I mean? That's my big point. And, you know, we spend all this time celebrating these months and celebrating these things. And we're going to do this. And I'm investing all this money. My company's going to do this. And that's great. So stop. So stop doing the things that that are everyday harmful, like predatory lending in low income neighborhoods, you know, or the proliferation of liquor stores and, um, you know, gun shops in low income areas. How about that? That would be a good start. How about equal lending practices? How about my cousin wants to start a barbershop, but he doesn't have a family that can loan him 50 grand to get going? How about incubators for low-income people who want to start their own businesses? You know, how about training classes? How about all kinds of stuff that you could do that is actually fair and helpful, you know? And I'm not saying it's not out there. I just don't see it. I see a lot of emails, though, (laughs) and a lot of promotion about how the companies I go to love black people. Well, if you really loved us, then you'd give us opportunities. And you know how I feel about the film industry. The film industry drives me crazy because they're full of all these liberals, you know, that sit up and tell you how great and wonderful. And they use all the proper words, African-Americans and Asian-Americans. They use all the... PC words, but, you know, they will also sit across from you in a meeting and tell you how black people, uh, nobody will go to see a movie with black people in it. So no, (laughs) no, we won't give you any money until the money starts looking fair. I don't care what anybody says. I just don't until, until I can go have a, a, where I can go raise money and, and I'm not surrounded by a network of ultra rich people that I happen to amuse because I'm black and they didn't know black people came in this type of packaging until I can just go and raise money with, you know, and and equity in a fair way, just because I, I have a great idea and it doesn't matter what I look like. I'm, you know, I'm just really not buying any of this. I just I'm tired of all these hashtags. I'm tired of emails and I'm tired of people pretending like everything, you know, is going to be normal and equal now because of George Floyd. It should have been equal. It's 2021. We need to get a lot of this stuff right. You know, we've we've been playing at it for 60 years for real. Like, can we get some of it right? You know, like I said, I posted on my um on the website for the podcast, madlovepodcast.com, uh, how much there's a McKinsey study of how much uh, the lack of cultural diversity impacts, uh, and by that I mean black representation in film and TV, how much that impacts uh, 
the film and TV industry, how much money it costs. And it's in the billions. Uh, there's a link to that article. Uh, you should check it out. It's it's really fascinating. It's really long. But if you're at all interested, if you've ever watched TV and you ever watched film and you're like, why are the pro- product, uh, projects so this way? Why is it why can I only see black people this way? Or why do I only get one black actor per show or something like that or anything like that? And I'm sure you can insert any minority or any, um, any, it doesn't have to just be black people. It could probably be gay people, probably women. It could probably, they probably have great studies on everything, but this one happens to be on black people. And it's fascinating. If you've ever watched a movie, you should read that, at least get the highlights from it. Um, so anyway, until things become equal and there's more parity in finance and for our businesses and for our communities, stop with the hashtags, really. And Asian hate, it should stop. But that's not what this is really about. That's just smokescreen to keep you from wondering about how everybody keeps getting guns, even people who are mentally unstable, even people who shouldn't have guns. Why are they so easily able to get guns? That's the real debate for me. It is just is. Hey. You know I'm in my feelings on Friday. I just am. So I also wanted to note, if you guys like hip hop, go ahead and check out uh I just started watching something on Hulu called Hip Hop Uncovered. Um I don't know. Here lately I haven't been able to find much on television that I want to watch in the evenings. Um, you know, I don't watch that much TV anymore. But when I do, I really, it's towards the evening, so I can unwind. Uh, And it's called Hip Hop Uncovered. It's really interesting. Rap's most notorious kingmakers. And I don't know that I, uh, they haven't really gotten to the parts where they're making uh, kings yet. But it does explain how rap sort of, not sort of, how rap became the soundtrack to um, how it moved from party music to like hustle, poverty, this is what it's really like in the hood music and how these particular people helped early rappers um, and probably I haven't gotten to the part where they're with contemporaries, but I'm guessing that the stuff they did, it they show the natural leap from, uh, you know, just pretty much how this music evolved from the hood and is a product of the hood and how the natural leap of drug dealers into um, rap and hip hop just happened because nobody would give them any money to make records except for the drug dealers. So, and it wasn't like, you know, they were forcing them. (laughs) They were friends. (laughs) They knew each other, you know, and you had to pick your hustle. So it's interesting. I, uh, it's very fascinating. And a lot of these people are close to my age. So it's it's really, and it's amazing that they're still alive. Some of these people were into some hardcore stuff. So uh, check it out. It's Hip Hop Uncovered. Um, I think the only person I'm familiar with on the show is Deb Antney. Uh, and her story is riveting. She's really fascinating. Um, her family, her background, the stuff that people had to do to survive, you know, that's what what you hear in the music the desperate attempt to never ever have to go back to not having anything and not in the you know 
I don't ever get what I want yet. You go and, you know, you're always full. You got a nice life. You got a, your parents are together and happy and, you know, not that really not having anything. Not the funny way. People like, I never get what I want, but they have everything. No, this is like some severe, real lack and scarcity. And, uh, you know, America just, we just have routinely ignored our poor. And this is what it has grown into, man. And you hear the stories and it's like, no wonder, no wonder rappers and, um, their managers. This is how, because you know, growing up, I never heard of of bands like killing each other. You know, you never heard Journey just took out REO Speedwagon. You know what I mean? But that's not where they were from. <laughs> they most of the bands that were on the radio in the seventies and eighties. You know, they came from colleges. They met in colleges and college towns like REM and um, Hootie and the Blowfish. Even they they met in college and they formed bands and. Yeah. So they weren't going to shoot and kill each other. But by the time hip hop really started to take off, you started to see, you know, more fights at the concerts, um, more shootings at the concerts. Uh, Then, you know, eventually the artists shooting at each other at the concert. You know, you just never really saw that before hip hop. But it makes sense because of where hip hop comes from and who it speaks to, you know, so check it out. It's really interesting story. Also, um, if you've never watched Peaky Blinders on Netflix, beautifully filmed. I really enjoy it. It's a British show. I like Peaky Blinders. If you have time this weekend and you're looking for something, it's violent. It's very violent, but very well done. Um, what else? I did like Top Boy, another British show on, uh, on Netflix. Um, there's two, I think it's two or three seasons. Two seasons are short and truncated. The third season was executive produced by Drake. And hopefully they will bring it back for a fourth season because it's really good. Um, movie, if you've never watched Boogie Nights and you got time this weekend, it's long, but it's it's brilliant. The first time I watched it, I could not stand it. I think I was expecting something else. And I'm not sure why I rewatched it. But I did, and I think it's brilliant, and it's funny, it's fascinating. It it it's this on the surface, it's about the porn industry, but it's really also very telling about the difference between the seventies and the eighties. And uh, yeah, check it out; it's really amazing. Dirk Diggler and funny, but you might have to watch it more than once because I remember the first time I was like, "What the hell am I watching? What is this?" But it's really, really an amazing film. I really enjoyed it. And if you've never watched it, you should watch it. It's just uh, it's a fascinating story. But it's long. It's long. And you might be like, what What has she got us watching? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check it out. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. We had a, a great week of listeners uh, the podcast is popular. It's surging. I appreciate it. I owe all of that to you. Uh, continue to like, subscribe, forward. If you're on Apple Podcasts, hit those five stars for me. That would be amazing. I don't have as many. So it's weird. I don't have that many reviews, but I have a lot of listeners, you know, so there, I can see by the numbers you come back. So go ahead and, and uh, 
you know, like us publicly. Come on out. Let people know you dig us. <laughs> um, also, again, I still I have the website up now, madlovepodcast.com. You can listen to podcasts through there. You can read some of the articles I post on the blog, some of the complimentary stuff. And uh, you can interact with me. You can support the podcast. It's all kinds of stuff there. I built that out finally. And uh, I appreciate the support. I really, really do. Um, I enjoy doing this podcast. And I enjoy all the interactions I've had uh, as a result of the podcast. I appreciate you. Um, And thank you so very much for listening. And let's just keep it going, you know. Let's just keep it going. Let's have an amazing weekend. Relax or get stuff done, whatever turns you on, whatever you got to do, you know, just lean into it and enjoy it because, you know, we've earned it. We have earned it. All right. So take care of yourselves. Uh, Stay safe for sure. And uh, we'll meet back here next week. Be your best.